Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Wow, we actually hit that one early. Good job nice by job. us. Way go, to go. go right ahead, on time. Yeah. All right, so what you need to know is that I watched a fantastic documentary yesterday, and I think that you guys should check it out because there's so many things that I didn't know that I learned that I feel are interesting. So it's much anticipated by people in you know my world. It's called Little Richard, I'm Everything, and of course it's about Little Richard, who basically invented rock and roll and never really got credit for it his mm-hmm. entire life. Right. And it just went through, you know, like his career, how he came to be, and and then him like denouncing rock and roll and denouncing that he was queer and then changing queer. his mind again later. Yeah, which I didn't even know that. I know may, people may think that I'm an idiot for not knowing that, but I never knew that. Mm. Um, and then changing his mind again when he wanted to revive his career. It's just, it's fascinating. And so it's called Little Richard, I Am Everything. And it's on Apple, um, Apple Plus. I think it's also on Prime. And you guys should watch it because it's, Super fascinating and one of the better, well done documentaries that I've seen in, in a couple of years. I right, cool. off guard with that use of the word. I've, I thought that was called the Q word. Now I didn't know you could say that. Well, that's you know how he identified. So got it. I didn't know. I haven't seen the documentary. Yeah. Probably not going to see it. Really? Yeah. yeah. Again, it's one of those things, Lindsay. Baseball. Like it, it sounds good, and I'll probably say, "Yeah, that sounds great." I'm going to watch it. And then it. you and won't I, watch it. Yeah. And then I just get distracted by other stuff. You know, like I'm watching the NFL draft right now. Right. And by the way, Bryce Young went one, uh, C.J. Stroud two, Bryce goes to Carolina, Stroud to Houston. So two Southern California kids go one and two. Will Anderson from Alabama went to Houston as well as they traded up to get him at three. Anthony Richardson went to the Colts, the Florida quarterback. Devon Witherspoon, Illinois, cornerback, went number five to Seattle. And now Arizona picked Paris Johnson, the offensive lineman from Ohio State. The Raiders are on the board. Are they going to take Will Levis? I don't know. This is actually this is the first pick I'm actually excited for. Yeah, because right, because I kind of knew what was going on. Christian Gonzalez, maybe he's a great corner too. Uh, Oregon, I, I did a couple of his games. Um, he's really good. Transfer from Colorado before that, so I'm curious to see where the Raiders go. All right, but in the interim, we um. We were talking about the Lakers and Giannis a lot in the first hour and change of the show, including with Richard Jefferson, who stopped by and joined us for about 25 minutes, which is very nice of him. So here's the thing about the Lakers at the moment, okay? okay? Tell me the thing. They have to. With complete attention to detail, have to take this game as seriously as they've taken a game all season. They have to treat it like it's a game seven, not a game six. Because if they get to game seven, I think you, myself, and Richard, who was on with us earlier, and by the way, if you missed Richard or any of the show, you can always podcast the show. Subscribe to the Sedano and Cap show wherever you find your podcast, particularly on Apple if you're there, if you got an iPhone, which most of you do, right? Go there to your podcast section, subscribe to Sedano and Cap, rate it, and review it. Leave a little comment. It doesn't really matter what the hell you put in the comment, but just give us five stars. Don't be a jerk face, okay? Listen to the show and subscribe to the podcast. Well, I mean, like, if you're Tim and OC, you should go on to the podcast and rip Sedano. 
if you're Greg and PV, you should go onto the podcast and you should leave a review and you should rip me. Right. It doesn't really matter who you're ripping. As long as you put co- five stars. Though. Right. Yeah. Just yeah. go ahead. Do yeah. your thing. Go ahead. Right. All right. So we're still waiting for the Raiders pick, although the pick is in. We'll let you know in a second. But John Morant and Desmond Bain mm-hmm. have awoken and they've started to put Luke Kennard in the last couple of games. And that has kind of awoken their their offense, particularly in the last game. You saw a lot less Dylan Brooks, more Luke Kennard, and there were a lot of open shots because D- Luke Kennard has what I like to call gravity, right? Like defensive players got to get to him, right? You know, because they realize, oh my God, we can't leave him open. He's going to shoot for three. Ah! And then he swings it and then the next guy's open and then gets a bucket, you know? Well, I- I'll just say in, in last night's game, you know, to-, to battle back as hard as they did, to get the game down to single digits and really get the game within you know, winning distance because they, they were down by a point. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, Memphis went on this crazy-ass run. By the way, the Lakers came out yeah, in the third quarter. it was 19-2, I believe, after yeah. that. Because yeah. remember, the Lakers came out in the third quarter. They got, and the it, Lakers, they got it to one, as you're, you said. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. then all of a sudden, Memphis goes on this run. And George, at, at the beginning of the fourth quarter, I want to say the Lakers are down about 20 points. And at no moment am I thinking to myself, keep on playing AD, keep on playing LeBron, because 20 points is a deficit that they can overcome. In fact, just the opposite. What I was thinking was, hey, Coach Hamon, why don't you take these two guys who desperately need the rest, okay, put them on the bench, wave the white flag, essentially, Uh let these guys try and recover a little bit earlier, get them home, Right. Get them recovered and get on the floor on Friday with every last thing that you got. Right. Because I heard John Ireland earlier today saying that he wants the Lakers to win so he don't go back he don't have to go back to Memphis. Right. Well, if if the broadcaster doesn't want to go back to Memphis, yes. imagine LeBron and A D. They want to wrap this thing Ooh. up and get out of here. The Raiders have selected Tyree Wilson, defensive end of Texas Tech. Mina Kimes on the ESPN Daily, which I did this week, and there's one more episode of me this week, so you can listen to that, too, and uh, subscribe and rate that, too, while we're talking about podcasts. Hey there, I'm George Sedano. Thank you. Tyree Wilson, she described him to me as like the Giannis Atentacumpo of this draft. That he had a really good year last year, um, but that he's like super long, incredible reach. He's like 6'6 six, six or 6'7, six, something crazy like that. Has like a seven foot wingspan at the defensive end position. Um, oh, yeah, my six, man six. got on a dope yeah. suit, too. See, now this is the kind of suit, George, that I may rock to the Mandy's. Right. So Tyree Wilson, Texas Tech defensive end. Um, is the guy the Raiders selected. So there you go. Right. So Laura just told me that I can't pull this suit off. Let me describe it for everybody. It's a black suit. Yeah. It's got these blue and red flowers. Yeah. He's got on a black shirt that's wide open with a whole bunch of ice hanging down. Yeah. The pants are about six inches too short, which is also a very dope look. Yeah. Love the like sunglasses. Yeah, yeah. Right. I'm, I'm telling you right now, Laura, you say I can't pull this off, and you may be proven right. <laughs> but but come the Mandy's, I will be rocking something dope AF just like this kid right here, Tyree Wilson. I believe you. I believe that you're going to try to rock it for sure. Right, mm-hmm. right. Doesn't mean I'm going to pull it off. Man, this would be a this would be a uh, an amazing pick if this kid comes to be a superstar. But I'll be totally honest with everybody, especially all the Raider fans out there. I just don't remember watching a lot of Texas Tech football this past season. 
So I haven't really seen this young well, man play. I mean, play. I feel like you say that about pretty much every team. So it's basically you're not really watching a lot of college football is what you're Well, saying. George, I'm sure you sat down and broke down the film on well, Tyree I, Wilson, I, the edge rusher from Texas I, when Tech. When I, when I did ESPN Daily with Mina that day and I knew who we were going to be talking about, I did actually go back and watch a little bit of Tyree. Okay, so let's say you weren't hosting the ESPN Daily podcast and you weren't interviewing Mina. You probably, I mean, hey I don't know, did you see I'm a lot George of- i You see a lot of Texas Tech football this past year? Because I'm admitting I haven't. Um. Well, no, I probably watched one game that they played in, you know, this year. So, like, there's that. But I did watch it back. You know, it's also the draft. You know, I do I do a little reading. Wow, he just completely took Roger Goodell off his feet in that bear hug. He sure did. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you know, I try to, you know, I watched a lot of these guys already play. But the guys who I didn't watch play, I try to, you know, read up a little bit on them and get some thoughts. Sure. So, so look. Kind of part of the gig. Yeah, the I mean, gig. Yeah, I, listen, I, I will tell you this. I mean, not I, part of the gig. No, it is. But I'm. I'm. You're basically saying draft. you're beyond that part of the gig. Put it this way: like I'm, you don't want to talk to people about people and just like you know. I'm just. I'm less into the draft this year than I usually would be. Probably because I'm all caught up in the Lakers and in the NBA I mean, playoffs. You know, I mean, I get that. You know, but I'm also caught up in that too. But it, you know, you gotta. You gotta but I know you. You, you, do what you, gotta you do. have spent hundreds of hours breaking down film. Not I'm hundreds of hours. Don't That's be all. an exagerado. Okay, well, hey, that's what you said. You're breaking down okay. film. No manches, you know? okay? Okay, you're breaking down film. No manches. Film. I'm we just telling you I know we, we Tyree because we he was one of the subject matters we were going to discuss on this podcast. I understand, and that's very smart of you. But here's the thing about the Raiders. All right, tell me about the Raiders. When, when they drafted a Khalil Mack... They were drafting a kid out of Buffalo yeah. that no one had seen play. Right. Now, that guy no one had seen play, for sure. That guy no one had seen play. Right. You're talking about a guy... Listen, I'm not saying that Texas Tech is some little school and some nothing conference. No, it's not Big at all. 12, yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying that we generally don't see a lot of Texas Tech football on a Saturday afternoon. It's not something that is put in front of us. It's also probably not the big national game on a Saturday night. You're seeing Alabama or Ohio State or USC or whatever. So I don't know if this kid is like a big risk. Like, did, did the Raiders go reaching for this kid? Or was no, this guy he like, was a guy that like, was hey, supposed to be a top ten guy. Yeah, this is the guy. Yeah, right this here. is not the usual Raiders reach. This is a guy that most people had in their top ten. Yes. All right. Well, hey, look. When I mean, some foot, even in their top five. When you're six six and you're two hundred and seventy pounds, and you put up the stats, which by the way, I can read them. I didn't see them, but I can read them. I mean, this guy looks like, you know, everything you're looking for in a rush end. Yeah. Tall, long, accomplished, comes from a good conference. I mean, the Raiders, I mean, if, if they could add some pass rush, I like the fact that that's what they think they need more than anything is pass rush. Yeah, they definitely need that. I mean, they need defense in general. It could have, They could have gone anywhere on defense, and I would have been fine with it. Well, and a lot of people thought they were going DB, so. Yeah, right, the Gonzalez kid from Oregon, mm-hmm. maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, so that's the Raiders. Now back to the, uh, the NBA. With the Lakers. <sighs> uh-oh, uh-oh, 6.10 p.m., and we've gotten the second Sedano sigh, and both Sedano sighs come after saying, let's get back to the Lakers. <sighs> because we are here at a crossroads. Because you and I and Richard, as I mentioned earlier, if, uh, all agree, if they lose game six, buckle up. Dude, they're done. Buckle up. I don't know if they're done. I'm not willing to go that far, 
but it would take a Herculean effort for them to win on the road in that scenario. Okay, Look, say, saying that they're done is a very flippant thing to say. Yeah, because of course we don't know. They may all of a sudden have this monster game, or all of a sudden John Morant hurts his other hand. You know, or or maybe Desmond Bain all of a sudden you know can't play for some reason. Correct. So I'm not saying that they're going to lose Game Seven automatic guaranteed. I'm, I'm just saying this. Yeah, you said they're done. So it, well, because if you go from Monday overtime, fly to Memphis, lose the way they did last night, mm-hmm. then fly back to L.A. as LeBron mm-hmm. was saying after the game. I'm going to try and get as much sleep as I can. Mm-hmm. Not drink as many By the protein way, shakes as I can. I am ju- I am also gassed. Like, if I'm mentally gassed staying up watching these games and all these post games and all I that imagine stuff. Imagine what these guys are doing. Right. About. I can't even imagine them actually physically playing 30 or 40 minutes. Yes. So to, so to come home on Friday, and if you don't win, yeah. to then have to get back on a plane mm-hmm. to go there for, for that place on Sunday. Right. You, th- you talk about mental exhaustion. We've already seen what physical exhaustion looks like. Correct. So when I say that they go back to Memphis, they're toast, that's just an expectation. See. There's no guarantee, but here's what I can guarantee you. Go ahead, Jack. They better freaking win on Friday or they're they're in huge trouble. Yeah. Uh, I would agree. And by the way, if just play some Lonnie Walker, man. Like it, this bench unit's the look, AD's gotta play forty something minutes and the bench unit. You know, they just got to figure this out. By the way, which Darvin Ham has addressed, they're going to, uh, Jovan Buha tweeted this out a little while ago, that he is going to revisit what the bench unit will look like. All right. And listen, it, can you imagine this, George? Mm-hmm. Game seven, hypothetical. Yeah. Bad news, Lakers lose game seven. Just yeah. hypothetical. Hypothetical. Okay. Johan Buha, now another one of these athletic writers, says, hey, LeBron, just want to ask you, do you consider this season a failure? What do you think LeBron says? Yeah, because cause the Lakers have a very different look at success and failure. Correct. Than, than but they also, have a, they also were a team that had a .3% chance of making the playoffs like right. a month and a half ago. So yeah. on one hand, there's been a lot of success to celebrate. But on the other hand, to have a 3-1 lead... But LeBron has also been the guy to tell you, oh, you know what? Actually, let's hold it. I'll tell you what he's actually said that will answer your question next. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Of course we wouldn't have a Christopher rejoin the one time I go to the bathroom. Que frío hay aquí adentro. Thank you. I'm always freezing in here. It is cold. No, it's usually like muggy in here, to be mm-hmm. honest with you. I'm the one who's always turning the air conditioning down. By the end of the show, it's usually freezing. Also, you guys are killing my vibe right now. Oh, my bad. My jam. mm 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 Cappy, who is this? Damn. Yeah, this is probably the only song we could play from him, just saying. 
Can you give me a hint? Give me a hint. R&B, no Cappy. All right, R&B I can figure out. That, <laughs> no, there's not a hint I needed. Come on, give me a little hint. Come it's on. one guy. Oh, it's a dude. But now yes. that we're oh, I thought it was a girl. separated, we can't stand one another. This is a jam right here. I mean, his music is a jam. Well, you know, you were talking a couple weeks ago about uh, love making music, and you said Keith Sweat was pretty baby making. Yeah, yeah baby making. Avon, who sings this song, yeah. has a song called "Making Good Love." Yes, which that's is one of my favorite songs. Another banger. Um, songs. All right, I give up. Well, I mean, you haven't given what? me much. Hint. Said she said Avant. the name. Yeah, Avant. she said the name. <laughs> Wait, what is it? Avant. Avant. Yeah, I wouldn't have gotten that. Yeah, he also sings "When We Make Love All Night." And we it's a good jam. Make. Yeah, it's a really good song. Mm-hmm. Avant, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could give me a million guesses. <laughs> yeah, there's no I would way. Never yeah. have gotten. Yeah, we that. knew never. you weren't gonna get that. Is that like new music? Is that like oh, a new release? That's like a sure. late '90s banger. Kevin. Oh, really? Late '90s banger. The Early Kiki 2000s, White yeah. song he has mm-hmm. too is amazing. Avant. Yeah. What if I would have given you the uh, the the. <laughs> Maybe George, if you would have said it, it rhymes with savant, I might have said. Uh, no, I would have. I, don't know, I would have said there, in in French. There's a second word that goes with it that's called guard. Yes, avant garde. Right. Not even no, no, not even with that clue. He guessed it. No chance. Well, I just guessed it, didn't I? Yeah. He now you did, but you also knew it was avant. So there was that. Yeah, that's true. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. I did. Uh, know it by was the avant. way, eighth pick is up. Bijan Robinson, and shout out to the running backs. We haven't had a lot of running backs go in the top 10 lately, but this dude is... I've watched him a ton. This dude is incredible. This guy's an offensive weapon. This is a dude that can be like a better version of Christian McCaffrey, running the ball for 1,000 yards, catching for 1,000 yards. He's that kind of talent. Yeah, there's a lot of people in the NFL draft that said that this kid right here, B. John Robinson, the running back out of Texas, might be the best overall offensive player correct in in the draft yeah and i'm, I'm watching uh the nfl network's version of the draft coverage mm-hmm. and they're comparing him to Ladanian tomlinson yeah that's a good comp i would say that's a good one yeah 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 and people at texas love him like beyond just the football stuff just great in the community used his nil money um to buy backpacks for kids every school year and stuff like that like he had a a, a foundation he helped f- uh, found there it was really really good kid so super excited for him by the way uh super excited for something else meet us in the oc on cinco de mayo espn la is taking over solitas tacos and margaritas in anaheim for a cinco de mayo fiesta we're giving away angels tickets mandy award tickets solita gift cards and more starting at 10 a.m join travis and slee mason in ireland me and cap and the entire 710 crew at anaheim's hottest new restaurant solita tacos and margaritas uh light the fire within and of course feed your soul uh thanks to our partners Coors lights and dos hombres for that meet us in the oc again 10 to 7 at solitas on cinco de mayo for more information check it out on espn la social and i believe that's that night cinco de mayo friday night it's next friday Mm -hmm. that we're going to do a giveaway and we're going to give away angels tickets to the game that night Mm -hmm. And when we're done broadcasting mm-hmm. at Solitas, mm-hmm. I'm heading over to the Angels game to hang out with whoever our winners are on Cinco de Mayo. That's cool. I mean, it's kind of cool. I mean, if you don't want me to come hang out with you, just tell me I won't hang out. I'll go home. Are you saying me? Something. Not you. Oh. You have tickets, so. Cappy, or are you going to hate King someone? No, somebody, uh, somebody actually hooked it all up. Oh, nice. Good for you. So yeah, you're going to get to hang with Cappy. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm going to take the train. I think I'm going to take... I think... Yeah, the I'm station the is right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Love the Anaheim train station. Yeah, it's right there. So you're Beautiful. good to go. Yeah. Uh, Jalen Carter just went to the Eagles. They traded up one spot from 10 to 9 to take Jalen Carter uh, from Georgia. 
who might be the best defensive talent in this draft, obviously was part of a situation back on January 15th. He was president at the scene of a car crash that killed two people, including uh, one of his, uh, I believe, former teammates. Um, I think it was. this was like right after the national championship right. game. It was yeah. like a very under-publicized kind yeah. of story. Don't believe he was on the team currently. I thought he was a team on the previous team, to your point. Yes. The, the, uh, yeah. the, the offensive lineman kid? Yeah. yeah. And there was also a young lady who was like associated with the football program. I don't remember what her title was. Yeah. It was a, it was a bad deal, and a lot of people thought this young man right here was probably going to drop significantly in the yeah. draft. And I don't know, maybe you would call dropping to nine significant, but... Um, there was definitely a lot of concern about this kid and, yeah. and the trouble he could find himself in. Yeah, and uh, you know, look, he got um, he had his day in court, and he got uh, I believe it was community service, uh, tons of hours or whatever, and and a, and uh, financial fine and whatnot. And he I is, see our boy Drew Rosenhaus walking him to the commissioner. Moving forward now, yep, he walked him to the. Uh, they have this hallway, and then the player goes through these double doors, and then they go on to stage. Yep. So he's by the there. way, Kansas and he's very City, emotional. Right, he's crying right now. Yeah, yeah. Kansas City's out of its mind right now. Kansas City. I mean, there are like literally thousands and thousands and thousands of people outside in Kansas City for yeah. the NFL. You couldn't draft. pay me to be at, the, at that thing right now. I'm like, kind other, of like the same way in the in the crowd, is what I'm saying. Like you know, like if I was working, that's a different story. But like, yeah. like just to hang out in the crowd to watch a draft, no thanks, I'm good. I've worked many NFL drafts where I've been there, sitting there doing like live radio, where they get done with the draft and they just start moving the kids around and they have like a radio row and it's fun. I haven't done it in a long time. They used to have it every year at Madison Square Garden. And that used to be a lot of fun to go to that. But I haven't gone to a draft, George, since they started moving it around the country. There's another guy with a bomb suit, like light lavender, with this beautiful, purpley, shiny kind of shirt. Yeah. I don't know what you call the, the way it's tied up in the front, because it's not like double-breasted, but it's got like, I don't know what, what Laura, you see, don't, don't discourage me. Let me go, girl. I'm going to rock some kind of like NFL slash NBA draft day suit. Mm-hmm. For the red carpet of the Mandy's. Cappy, I don't hold you back. That's Rachel's job. I don't do that. So you do you, boo. Okay. You Thank you, you, boo. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you. Um, You're going to do me. So speaking of getting things done, um, let's talk about the way the Bucks did not get things done and the conversation about Giannis today. Now, uh, our uh, one of our listeners, Rev Ayala, tweeted this to us and it's, shout out to rev right and it's basically a conversation on instagram about is there a double standard here and that's where i wanted to go to next like why because you and i don't agree with the position he's taken uh in the sense of like you know i get his and richard jefferson enlightened us to this right and we understood that it's his big picture philosophy right it's not just one year that makes success or failure i get it but that wasn't the question the question was do you believe this season was a failure or a success right, right. right? it was more it specific so personally right he took it so personally yeah and and you know i thought it was a fair question would did, would you agree with that i want to say something about fair questions not only did i think it was a fair question And not only did the reporter say, hey, I just asked your coach the exact same question. One thing that's become extremely annoying in sports is how everybody on the receiving end of the question is now all of a sudden an expert in how to deliver the question. Correct. I mean, you got Mark Cuban out here talking about like using chat GBT for these questions, which, by the way, and he posted the questions chat GBT came up with. None of them would have elicited uh, a response that was as good as what we got. And let me tell you something, George. I love Mark Cuban. 
Okay, just like you like to do. You like to preface things by explaining how much love you got for somebody. I don't really know Mark Cuban like that. I've had a solid professional relationship with him. Though. I love Mark Cuban yeah. professionally. Yeah. I love Mark Cuban personally. I love Mark Cuban, the, the, the media entrepreneur that he is. Okay. But I find it so rude that you have to defend the player by knocking the reporter. The player is making $35, $40 million a year, and what Giannis is thinking is, hey, it kind of sucks. I really wanted to win. I really thought we were going to win. We had the best record. We were the number one seed. But guess what? Tomorrow, I got a couple hundred million dollars in the bank, buy my mom a house, take care of my family. That makes me successful. What Mark Cuban is doing by knocking the reporter, who I promise you is probably making like 70 grand a year, hundred, whatever the dollar figure is, okay? He's not on the same level. That guy's busting his ass to make a living, you know? And I'm not saying Giannis isn't working hard. I'm just saying he's making $35, $40 million a year, maybe even more. Okay, well, I, that part to me is not... I, I'm with you on... I, I don't care about the money. Like, well, I'm, but, I, but I'm just saying that to knock the reporter... No, no, I'm with you on that. I think that's rid- ridiculous. It's and silly. why is everybody yeah. an expert now in asking yes. questions? And, and I, listen, I know Mark Cuban was a journalism major, a communications major the, at uh, IU. I get that. Uh, but that was a long time ago. Um, and I would also say that Mark Cuban... Uh, Tim McMahon, who we had on recently when Mark Cuban posted that thread about ChatGBT actually posted a Mark Cuban uh, quote saying aloud in 2016 I'm very worried that too, that too many things will become automated and we don't know how that will actually work like Good. like so he he kind of did a little thing there that kind of got him you know, for a second there. Good. And by the way, Mark Cuban also called it a gotcha question. It's the furthest thing from a gotcha question as possible because he literally is standing there face to face with him and just prefaced it, as you said, saying that he told his coach the same thing or asked him the same thing. Well, when you say it's a gotcha question, if, the, if Giannis says, yes, the season is a failure, the headline reads, Giannis says season a failure. But if Giannis says, candidly, his belief not a failure. Well, guess what? Then the headline is Giannis says, not a failure. Right. And and it's just listen, I think of myself as being like a typical American sports fan. And I think that we are so consumed and obsessed in life with competition in every aspect, not just pro sports. And for we as American sports fans to hear this young man beautifully speak his mind, most of us think to ourselves, brother, are you out of your mind? Like you're smart, you're articulate, you've got you're candid, you're hurting, but it's all about winning and losing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. So what I would add is that if LeBron said that, or KD said that, or Steph Curry said that, the reaction would not be this. There's okay, no wait. way in hell that's the okay. case. So what I'm saying is, what are we doing here with Giannis? Is it because he's he's inter- he's an international player, and we're just we're giving him different standards? Um, than we than we hold our American players to, or or is it just even less less you know than that? It's more just hey, people like Giannis more. LeBron is a lightning rod. Uh, KD's a lightning rod. I don't think Steph is a lightning rod. But remember what we were doing to Steph before the finals last year? No, what were we doing? 
Everybody was like, well, you know, he hasn't won a finals MVP yet. You oh, know, like no, I forgot about and that. And they're doing nonsense. that crap to him. And well, he's one of the most likable people in sports. But, so, but, like, we do this to everyone, and for whatever reason, and I'm not saying that we should be doing it to Giannis. I just found it strange that he's the one person we're not doing it to in that sport. But let me throw one just opposite thing at you. I know we're going to hit this break and we're going to get to Big Deal or No Deal. What's the kid's name who's the reporter? Eric Name. Okay. I'm just gonna, I've never heard of Eric Mame. Name, Mame. I, I've never heard of the guy. Okay? Doesn't mean he's not great Why at what he does. Why do you do the thing with his name, though? Like, you name, name, Mame. Because I, I didn't know what his I don't know what his name is. Is it Name? It's Name. Okay, so fine. I've never heard of the kid. I've never read his stuff. Doesn't mean he's not great at what he does. He probably don't know who I am, and he's probably never heard my stuff. Okay, fine. If Stephen A. Smith asked Giannis, do you consider this season a failure? Does Giannis answer the question that way? And does Mark Cuban come out and say, that's a terrible question? I feel like they're picking on this guy because he's not a big superstar. And I think that as you talk about a double standard with his answer, I think there's a double standard based on who asked the question. I mean, perhaps. I don't know if that's true or not, and maybe not. Now, if Stephen A. maybe asked him the same question last year, maybe that is his reaction. But by the way, last year... um, you know, that was also a fair question. Chris Middleton, they went to seven games with Boston. Chris Middleton was hurt. You know, how do you characterize this this season? Is it a failure? And by the way, last year, if I were Giannis, I would have said, and I don't know what he said because I don't remember, but I would have said, you know what? We're always trying to win a championship. We had some bad luck. Chris couldn't play in this series against Boston and we lost, you know, so I, I would not characterize this season as a failure because we we weren't healthy. You know what I mean? Our second best player was not healthy. So and and to me, that's fair. But it's like and I know people are saying, well, he didn't play in a bunch of minutes in these in these games. Sure. But when he was on the floor cap and I know Richard pushed back on this a little bit. The Bucks were actually worse. Dude, he missed in this 13 series. free throws in the game. No, I, I know they were. He also had a terrible foul. Listen, the Heat were know? the Heat were when when Giannis was off the floor. The Heat were a plus 10 per 100 possessions. When Giannis was on the floor, the Heat were plus 16 per 100 possessions. They did a great job on Giannis too. And I also feel crappy here that all we've done is talk about Giannis and not talk about how Jimmy Butler is out of control. Jimmy Butler, I don't know how he made the shot that tied the game. The way the ball was inbounded, the way he was able to kind of fight well, off the defender. Well, they practiced that one. Yeah, but you're right. But dude, it's crazy. But, but George, practice it. It was meant for someone else. But but practice it. You're a human being. You're, you're pushing a defender with your left. You're falling back. You're underhanding the ball with your right. I mean, it's a, it's, it's a one in you know yeah. 100 shot. It's, it's not a high percentage shot. No, it, it's not a high percentage shot, but he knew it. He, I mean, he talked about it in the postgame that he knew Drew Holiday would cover him a certain way, that he'd be open for the, the over-the-shoulder lob. Um, and he, he was. He was able to get Connaughton off of him or whatever. And Spolster's great at drawing a place. How, how about this? You know? Just real quick. We'll so that's the thing. We have spent, when we talk about that game, like yeah. we have spent 99.9% of the time talking yeah. about this Giannis Be, thing right. and not giving credit to the team that actually kicked their ass in five games. Because we like the stories. But I'll just say this. Credit to Jimmy Butler. Five games. 35, 25, 30, 56, and last night, 42. Yeah. Five games where the guy scored 25 at the least and 56 at the most and everything in between. Amazing performance. Um, yeah, 100%. And they're going to beat the Knicks too, by the way. Okay, well, 
Uh, I thought I saw yesterday you put out a tweet from the old school New York Knicks Miami Heat fight Alonzo Morning where Jeff, Jeff Van Gundy's grabbing all onto over his leg. leg. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I saw your picture. Well, that, you know they're going to roll that footage out a hundred times. Yeah, do it. Yeah. It was like one of my favorite eras yeah. of NBA. Basketball. And by the way, the Warriors. What did I tell you about them a couple days ago? You said they're coming back, and now after winning last night, they're going to win four in a row. Right to beat Sacramento on their home floor the way they did. That's it. Ch- chances are now you go home, you win it at home. That's the same situation the Lakers are in. You're up 3-2. You're playing at home. You gotta win. You gotta win. See, that was for dramatic effect. I don't yeah, think yeah. it's the same situation, by the way. You don't? No, well, because the Warriors two series, have like... three two. No, I'm just saying like the home. Warriors are That's a veteran it. championship team. They just won last year, right. And like they've won multiple championships, this group together, and they know what it takes to win in a game seven. I mean, unless they're playing the Cavaliers in 2016, but that's a whole other story. Right. Um, but Memphis is a young team, and I feel like they could easily shrink in the moment. Shrinkage. Yeah. Wow. I mean, the water is cold here in LA. Mm-hmm. Sure is. You know, and it's definitely cold in Memphis. Mm-hmm. Still. So. All right, who's ready for big deal or no deal? I am. What? Uh, let me get catch up on the uh, catch up on the draft. Uh, so I te- Bijan Robinson, Jalen Carter, Darnell Wright, Tennessee offensive lineman. Uh, some people thought he was the best offensive lineman. Uh, he did not go first among the offensive linemen. It was Paris Johnson. Um, and then another offensive lineman is off the board now as the Titans. And oh, by the way, uh, Wright went to the Bears at ten. Uh, Peter Skaronski, Northwestern. Shout out to Mike Trudell, Northwestern. Yeah, no, there were a lot of people that were thinking that this guy might be. You know, going to the Bears and the Chicago the fans. The Bears, yeah, Chicago, Chicago, Chicago Northwestern, right? Yeah. yeah. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Thanks, Christopher. All right, Lindsay, you take it away. Thanks, Sedano. All right, guys, so we've been talking a lot about this whole Deion Sanders, Colorado thing over the past couple days, right? And as you remember, uh, 
Coach Deion Sanders pushed many of his players into the NCAA transfer portal, effectively cutting them uh, from the team when they were kind of like supposed to be guaranteed their scholarships. And it's a controversial move, and Deion's getting a lot of backlash for the way that he treated the Buffalo's existing players once he took over. It has also led to a new debate about whether or not players should be considered employees. Kind of a big deal. So I want to know where you guys weigh in on the whole student-athletes-as-employees conversation. Uh, By the way, Jameer Gibbs of Alabama goes to Cappy's Lions uh, at number 12. So a second running back early in the first round. Now, I don't think Jameer Gibbs, as talented as he is, is anywhere near as good as B. John Robinson or as versatile. So I'm a little surprised. I think your boy Man Campbell over there is reaching, but whatever. Yeah, I'm surprised that uh, Detroit went with running back. Again, I'm the kind of person now that I would much rather, if I needed a running back, I'd rather take an offensive tackle and then I'll go get a running back in the later rounds. I think offensive line impacts the running game more than the actual running back. They love it. They're jumping up and down in the draft room. Your guy Dan Campbell's bear-hugging guys. All right. You know I love Dan Or lion-hugging in this case. Um, all right, so what was the question again, Lindsay? Oh, Dion. Where do you weigh in on student-athletes as employees? Uh, I think they will be in short order. It'll eventually happen in the NCAA. And if not, they'll just um, the the NCAA. They, these Power Five schools are just going to start their own league, and it won't be part of the NCAA. Eventually, I think that's where it will end up going. Um, I don't know. I'm not saying that's happening soon, but eventually that will be the thing. And then they're really they they really will be uh, employees at that point. Yeah, you know, you ask where do you come down on this, and I don't actually come down on it because I've not really heard much of of the conversation around it, and I'm just trying to think to myself. That if you're a kid who wants to go to a school, I'll give you an example. Kid who's a quarterback at Notre Dame. Freshman. Started, got hurt, came back later in the season, had a big game in the bowl game, went through spring practice, but he had to compete for his job against a kid who just transferred in from Wake Forest. All of a sudden, this kid, after spring, hits the transfer portal and today announces he's going to go transfer down to Alabama. If you're an employee, can you move as freely? Or, Or might you sign an employment contract? So I'm not really sure um, the implications of employment versus the way it's currently set up now, but I'll just say this. I'm convinced more and more that these kids at Colorado were so turned off by Dion being the focal point rather than the players. I honestly believe they conspired to all leave together. Maybe, but how is that any different from any other college? I don't know how often do we hear about 18 guys leaving after a spring game. But I mean, sure, but he also... Probably he he came in saying he wanted to purge the roster. So. No, I got it. But but the guys who hung around to play spring ball, uh, not necessarily all guys he might have wanted. You correct. don't know that. I don't know that. You're 100 percent right. But yeah. what I do know is that the guy who had you know the biggest game in their spring game, who was their leading wide receiver, he and 18 of his teammates all at the same time. I just have this vision in my head. Right, that but these my question to you is: Isn't every college based on the head coach? Like every college, like we all, we know the head coaches, all of them. Um, yeah, but I mean, like when you think about Lincoln Riley, right? Do, when you think USC football, you're like Lincoln Riley's this overwhelming personality that it's all about him. I mean, Dion's got the Netflix show, he's got the outfits, he's got the cowboy hat, he's got the social media coverage. All I'm saying is, is that I think these kids. I, I'm not positive. I'm just giving you a theory that these kids may have not liked the fact that it was all about him and not about them. That's all. I mean, all right. I mean, in Alabama, it's all about Nick Saban, right? It is all about Nick Saban. But it, but he's not as it, it's not. I mean, he's on TV today to on see. ESPN uh, on a, in a pink suit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you know, talking about the draft. So. Yeah, but it's it's not quite the same. I mean, Nick Saban's not doing the social media and not doing a reality. Well, TV because show he's also could be my dad. You know what I mean? So there's that. Actually, your grandfather. 
Maybe, potentially. Yeah. Maybe. Depends how young he has. I, I assumed all the kids loved Dion's Flash. That's what I assumed. Well, well, I'm sure the kids that will eventually play for him will love that. If I had to guess. No deal for me, Linz. I don't it doesn't I think ultimately Dion's gonna be there for probably at least three or four years. And if I had to guess, especially with USC gone, Colorado's gonna be near the top of the conference in that span of time. I give him two years. So all right, what's next? All right, I'll take this one. So I'm not sure. Well, I feel I feel like all of us have um, seen this movie except for Cappy. But Dodgeball. <laughs> uh, oh, come on, so good. Okay, Cappy, have you seen it? Dodgeball. I've seen Dodgeball. Oh, I'm wow. very surprised. Wow. Yeah. I mean, okay. I, I saw it one time. It's Vince not like Vaughn, it's one of those movies that yeah. I've seen a hundred times. Stiller. Ben Stiller. Jason well, Bateman. Such a great movie. Well, good cast. Deadline reported that a sequel is in the works. What? I know. Average shows years. again. 20 years after the original one came mm-hmm. out, Vince Vaughn will not only reprise his role as Peter, he will also be producing. Ben Stiller is not in completely in the movie, but he's not fully out. And I just wanted to know, do you guys think this is a big deal or no deal? Uh, no deal for me, because I'm guessing that it's probably not going to be anywhere near as good as the first one. And that's why Ben Stiller's not Probably in. not in. If Ben Stiller were in, then I would feel like, okay, it's got a shot to be funny. In the sense of like, because everyone's committed, but mm-hmm. when you have someone that big as that big a part of the first one, not looking like they're interested in doing a sequel 20 years later, then I'm guessing, yeah, not so much. Remember, mm-hmm. Dumb and Dumber did a sequel, Dumb and Dumber, right? I think yeah, or something like, like that. Yeah. Yeah. And it was not good. So yeah, that was I wonder if uh, Vince Vaughn, though, will play a character that is 20 years older and he's not in the kind of shape he was in and he can't fit in the uniform the way he could. I mean, if they make fun of themselves... But I could understand Ben Stiller thinking to himself, dude, that was 20 years ago. I'm not, you know, not the same guy I was 20 years ago. I, th- I think I'm out on this one. Wow. It has potential to be. That'll be Cappy when we do our 20-year reunion. Be like, I'm out on this one. I'm going to go to the Cappy cast 20-year reunion. No, I think on I'm going to do the Vince Vaughn thing. I think I'm going to do the opposite. I'm going to go for it, <laughs> and I'm going to wear the short shorts, and I'll wear a headband like Ben Stiller wore, and, and I'll just have my fat belly hanging out. Yeah, We're good on the short shorts. Yeah, and the fat belly, to be honest with you. All right, what's next? Last one. All right, Aaron Rodgers had his introductory press conference with the Jets yesterday, and one of the things brought up was his New Jersey number. So Rodgers explained why he decided to wear number 8 rather than number 12 with his new team, despite receiving Joe Namath's blessing to wear wear his retired number. 12, I know. Here's what he said. Uh, There's some iconic names that have played here, probably none more iconic than number 12. And I heard what he said about unretiring his number, but to me... Uh, 12 is Broadway Joe, and I didn't yep. want to even go down that path, and I'm excited about going back to my college number. So this was a Love huge that. deal, of course, for Jets fans. Um, so I mean, had- did he ask Browning Nagel for the ability to use number eight when he was the quarterback I, of the Jets? I, I mean, don't know. I guess that's TBD. That's something he probably should. He should yeah, probably ask Browning Nagel. He probably should. Well, yeah. well, how do you guys feel in general about retiring and or unretiring me, right? jersey numbers? Very good. Yeah. You know you know where Browning Nagel went to college? you remember? Louisville. Hey, an even better poll by you. Remember who his head coach was in college? Come on. Howard Schnellenberger? Yes. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. It's not just a hat rack, buddy. Yeah, no, it's a photographic memory. I, I give you credit. Yeah. It's very good. Um, especially anything nineties. I mean that's I mean, you know, that's the wheelhouse yeah. for sure. Yeah, that was early nineties too, by the way. Yeah. Uh, Lens, I don't remember the so question. Is Sorry. it a big deal? Is it right now? Is it yes. Is it a, that's a great drop. Say it again. 
Are we serious right now? Yes, Big Perk, we are serious right now, okay? Um, I think it's cool that he went to number eight and he respected Joe Namath. I thought it was really smart. Um, I don't think it's great that he's going to play for the Jets because I don't think that team <laughs> um, is going to go anywhere. Maybe I'm wrong, especially if he plays like he played last year. He looked all his age last year, but we'll see. We'll see if uh, if it's better. It's tougher division, that's for sure. I'm going to say this. No deal for me. Don't really care that much about who wears what numbers. Do appreciate the fact that Aaron Rodgers had the respect for Joe Namath. I thought that was kind of cool because he knows he's a short-term solution. He's not a long-term jet. So I like that. But I'm actually hoping that you're wrong, and I'm hoping that the Jets are better. They've got a good young defense. They've got some good skill players, running back, receiver, etc. And Aaron Rodgers at this press conference, cleaner shaven, shorter hair, hair actually done up just looked 30 rather than 40. So I'm hoping that everybody who thinks Aaron Rodgers will be bad in New York, I just hope he proves everybody wrong because I think it'll be exciting. It's good for football. Are we serious right now? I am. I don't know about we. I am. You're very serious. Very serious. Yeah. So. Uh, All right. That'll do it for Big Deal or No Deal. Dealer's Choice coming up next. Uh, We'll catch up on where the draft is. The draft is coming up after us on ESPN Radio. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Oh, come on now. Yeah. That look. Uh, mm. Sheena Easton. I'm trying to think of what, what other song she sang. Sheena Easton? Yeah, that's because what Because you can't Chris confuse her with Sheena E. Remember? You know no, no, I mean? that's Sheila E. Right, Sheila, pardon me. Sheila, Sheila e. e. Right. But Sheena Easton. We've got tonight? No, no, we've got tonight somebody else. That's my song. Don't use my song against me. <laughs> <laughs> you thought you were going to talk me into it, Tonight, didn't you? Tonight is the night? Tonight is... <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to remember what the name my, of that my, thing my you were doing. My default songs that yeah, I yeah, just yeah, come up yeah. with. Time, What's the name of that song? Because I wanted to see if you'd actually fall for it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hey, you ready for a little dealer's choice, homeboy? What is what, you, what is playing? Is there something playing in here? No, you can just hear it through the glass. It's a little, oh, a little loud. Was, you got the look. Oh. You got the look. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. All right, uh, you ready for a little dealer's choice this evening? Uh, yeah, sure. All right, so look. Tonight, I mean, you you don't want the Sheena Easton songs? We, I, well, there's there's got I I feel like she sang a song. I don't know, like who sang the song? My baby worked 
the morning train. She works, works from, from nine to five, and then who sings she that? takes the That's not train Easton, back who sings home that? again to find me. No, that's Sheila E. No, no, yeah. That's Sheila E, isn't it? No, Strut. No, Strut is Sheena Easton. It ain't much. This is it Sheena Easton? It ain't much. She also, bam, 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 bam. 9 to 5, that's also Sheena Easton. You're right, Cap. How about that? You're yeah, right. you're right. It is 9 to 5. That I is would her. have never known that. I know yeah. that song, though. Yeah. All right, so anyway, go ahead. Dealer's Choice. You got right, four minutes. Choice. All right, here goes. Listen, guys, we've been talking about this Giannis thing all day, right? So one of the, the characters that we haven't heard from today, I want to hear Perk, because apparently, George, your boy Perk, he went, went off, off on, on this whole today. thing. Yeah, 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 so, yeah, so for dealer's choice this evening, other than telling you some disgusting story of running over a dead animal on the streets, or what I really planned to talk about, which was my physical earlier today with my doctor for the first time, new doctor. You know, so it's an intimate oh, thing when you get doctor. a physical. Right, yeah. brand new doc. Yeah. You know, but I'm not going to talk about those things tonight. Tonight I'm going to talk about this Giannis thing, but I'll let Perk... Say what he had to say earlier. Go ahead, Linz. Play it. Are we serious right now? Is Giannis serious right now? This was a complete failure by the Milwaukee Bucks. You were the number one seed, the best team in the league, the favorites to win it all, and you lost to the eighth seed who got in through the play-in tournament who's missing their third best player in Tyler Hero. Also, Victor Oladipo went out. So when I think about it and I'm looking across social media, I'm seeing everybody saying, oh, yeah, Giannis, right on. Preach. He's the prime example of what we need as the face of the league. I love this for life. Well, we're talking about sports. Sports is about competing. And when you have expectations and you don't come close to reaching those expectations, you fail. And there's no other way around it. If it was any other player in LeBron James, Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, they had the number one seed with the best team and got upset by the eighth seed, we would be having a different conversation no matter what he said at the podium. So I look at Giannis and, oh, he's the good guy. But was he the good guy when he was making a joke about KD, saying about leading the team and he'll show him? And I know it was comedy, but sometimes the truth lies inside of jokes. So at the end of the day, I'm not buying that. And nobody else should be buying that. And we shouldn't be way to go, Giannis, on that speech. I'm not rolling. I I am 100% with Perk, and I believe you are as well. Yeah, loved it. Sometimes the the truth lies within a joke. It is kind of funny because the way he said it, he says the truth lies. I'm like, wait, how's the truth lying? And then he meant lying as in laying down. Yeah. Yeah. But I think the other thing is, is that, you know, we right away, everybody said the same thing. Would Michael Jordan think that nine of his 15 seasons were failures because he didn't win a championship? And and we all said yes. Mm -hmm. How about Kobe? Well, no, the reaction I got on Twitter when I posted that was, well, you know, basically Michael Jordan, like, are we going to use him as the example? Because, you know, he's like a sociopath when it comes to trying to be competitive. not, Not a sociopath, an ultimate competitor. Right. And I'm just like, okay, sure, but. I mean, the whole point in this is that it's binary. There's there's a literal scoreboard here. But but wouldn't Kobe also... 100%. Oh, here, here. Well, Let, don't we have the Lindsay. Kobe sound? Yeah, yeah, yeah Lindsay. Yeah. So Kobe, Kobe was asked, what year was this? This is when they, lost, when they lost to the Celtics, right? Yep. Let me yep. hear Kobe. Kobe, you won the MVP. You led the team to the finals. How do you characterize the season? Well, I mean, the goal was to win a championship. You know, it wasn't to win MVP or anything like that. It was to win a championship. So... You know, from that aspect, we fell. Period. End right? of conversation. Yep. So Giannis, that's just it. And so when I said this to you earlier, George, and you seem to be offended on his behalf, I think of myself as like a typical arrogant American sports fan. Where well, I didn't get offended. Everything. I got. I I just didn't think that you like making you. You basically like implied. 
Um, I don't know if this was your intent, but you implied because he's European that he has like well, a softer I'm, mentality I, about I, it. I, well, what I'm saying is, is that I think that we as Americans are different than, than Europeans. Like Europeans work less. They're, they like holiday more. We all talk about it here. Like maybe we should have a four day work week. Maybe we should be more like Europe. I'm just saying that he grew up in, a, in an environment that was very different than the United States. And so maybe he doesn't look at things the way we look at them. Clearly, he doesn't look at them the way we look at them. And I just wonder if it's a cultural thing. No, I, I don't think so. I think with him, it was just he was processing this in real time. And he was kind of trying to talk himself into it, you know, basically. Mm. Um, but we got to run here, Cappy, because right, well, we're back really tomorrow. Good. But then, hey, listen, we're going we short show tomorrow because then it's Lakers basketball. Right. For sure. Which I'm appreciative of on a Friday. All right, I mean, it's only one hour, but we're done here. Cappy, great job, great job, Lindsay and Laura. Thank you for to Richard Jefferson for joining us as well. The NFL Draft on ESPN Radio is next.